Now that Mika Fitzpatrick has signed his huge deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the team has their leader at safety locked down for the next five seasons. But what's their next big move? Do they need to make a trade? They still have a lot of salary cap money. They need, they need to add another big name to their roster. I'm Chris Carter, the Lockdown Steelers podcast. We'll explore that and a lot more questions around Mika Fitzpatrick's new contract with Jenna Harn of Channel MWPXI. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, hit the like button on the video if you're enjoying it. Hit the subscribe button to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content, like breaking news updates, like, like Minka Fitzpatrick signing his new deal. We did I did a whole eight-minute video explaining my initial reaction to that, so you can go watch that there. Uh, we thank you for making Lockdown Steelers podcast your first listen every day. Joining us is Jenna Harner. She's been on a bit of a break from the Lockdown Steelers podcast, but we had to bring her back. Y'all know what it is. Jenna, how you doing? I'm great. It is so nice to be back. I always hate when it's a week that I don't get to come join you and have some fun Steelers talk on Lockdown Steelers. It's been a crazy couple of weeks, but thankfully things have calmed down a little bit ahead of training camp. And so I'm glad to be here with you on a different day. On a different day. Yes. So, Full disclosure, we are record- Jenna's normally on Friday. Originally, the plan was to talk to her for the Friday show. I am on, as you're watching this, I am actually driving to D.C. right now because I'm on, vac- I'm on vacation. Did not know the Steelers were going to sign Mika Fitzpatrick. So <laughs> I pre-recorded my entire Thursday show with Brian Batko, thinking I was going to later record my Friday show with Jenna. So I have a whole episode that will end up being the Friday episode with Brian. So that episode is pre-recorded. It's about Matt Canada. It's a fun discussion. We, Brian and I actually crack a lot of jokes in it. So do look forward to that episode coming out on Friday. But I wanted to sp- to switch things around because I wanted to use that content, but I wanted to make sure that Thursday's episode was talking about the big news from Wednesday, and that is Minka's new deal. Now, as I covered in my video and in my writing on SteelersNow.com, this is the, this is now makes Minka Fitzpatrick the highest paid NFL safety ever. His extension gives him puts him on the Steelers for the next five seasons. It's a four year extension on top of the one year he had left on his rookie deal. Uh, he is that extension during those four years averages to about paying him eighteen point four million dollars a year. That's a huge average over what the seventeen point five that Jamal Adams received. From the uh, from the Seattle Seahawks, so this is a huge move, Jenna. A huge statement by the Steelers to kind of lock in another pillar player. They did that with T.J. Watt last year, and it seems like now they've gotten kind of their second young superstar locked in and ready to go. And this was a move that everyone was anticipating. Everyone was waiting to see when it would happen. Would it be a T.J. Watt scenario like last year? Was Minka going to participate in training camp? what was going to happen. And the Steelers were like, no, we needed to get this done. There was a lot of talk and kind of hearing kind of things through the grapevine, but there was a lot of talk about how this was going to get done. This wasn't going to be dragged out. It wasn't like both sides were hemming and hawing at things. I think this was just a lot of like, Hey, we both know that this is going to happen. We just kind of want to narrow down the specifics here. So I think that's what these last couple of weeks have been. And clearly make Fitzpatrick gets paid. It was also interesting to note, too, that this is Omar Khan's first big splash move with the Steelers as the new GM here. 
No, that's a, that's absolutely part of this, Jenna, is that, you know, Omar Khan, you know, he just got in and now he's got to deal with not only Stefan Tuitt retiring, but then he's got he's he's got to get the Minka Fitzpatrick deal done, which to me, for the Steelers, they probably said, hey, this is the priority. We knew yeah. we had to get this done. We knew we had to make sure that, you know, our superstar safety safety was locked in for the future. We don't got to worry about that. So big move from, from Omar Khan to get this done. I also think even though he's the highest paid safety, $18.5 million for a guy that looks or $18.4 million per year average, whatever, that's a pretty good rate. In the, yeah. in the upcoming NFL. Yes, it's higher than any other safety has been paid, but we know, we know, and the Steelers know with Minka Fitzpatrick that uh, with the way that he's played, that when he's the all, he's the superstar first team, all pro safety in, in back-to-back seasons, uh, when he's playing at that level and the defense is, is playing well enough to stop the run, to let him play at that level, things are different. And you want to lock down that guy for the long term. They did that. Um, but now I think the Steelers, they look at a situation where, now they're probably looking around like, hey, okay, now that this is out of the way, we know our stars, he's a leader, he's a star, he's absolutely part of this, he's part of there. Now Omar Khan's probably thinking, what do you do next? Who's yeah. the next big Who's the next big move here? And the Steelers, we don't have the official contract details of all of how each year will break down, so we don't know how everything will get impacted by the salary cap for, for, for this, this upcoming season. But the Steelers have approximately 20 to $21 million in cap space, you know, if, you know, you know before this deal which tells me that still Omar Khan could make a big trade to get a, at least another big name player on the team, whether it's an offensive lineman, a defensive player, cornerback, you know, defensive lineman somewhere, the Steelers should keep that door open. Jenna, if you're, if you're Omar Khan, if you're the Steelers GM, what's the position that you're most, tra- you're trying to strengthen the most. If you were to say trade, you know, a mid round pick for, you know, and find a way to get a player that costs you more than like $10 million a year. I think it's so intriguing. You mentioned the offensive line. I feel like everyone's eyes light up when you say either offensive line or defensive line, just because of the struggles that both of those groups had for the Steelers last season. I think the loss of Stefan to it makes me lean a little more towards just bolstering that defensive line. But as you and I have also talked about, they're getting Tyson Alualu back. You saw guys like Chris Wormley, yeah. like Isaiah Loudermilk, these guys kind of take bigger steps last year. And coming into this season, we've seen a lot of great things from just hearing about them. I think I'm trying to remember which one of the we, we talked to so many defensive coaches last week that like everybody's jumbled. It's guys we don't usually get to talk to as well, right. like guys that we haven't seen in person. But there was a lot of talk. Actually, it was from Carl Dunbar. That's why I know exactly who it was. Love Carl Dunbar. But he was talking about Isaiah Loudermilk and the weight he's put on. And I know everybody's like, we're not talking about weight here. We're not doing that. <laughs> um, but just like what he's seen from him kind of coming into this season, making the jump um, into this year for as young of a guy as he is. So I instinctually just want to say maybe you try and bolster your defensive line and try and potentially do that through a trade because I think that that would give you, you know, solid, hey, we know that we have strong guys in here like Cam Hayward, like Tyson Alualu, but can you add a little bit more to it? Or maybe do you just say, hey, let's go to the offensive line. Why not? That's that's a big thing here. I, I, a lot of people have have talked to me, or at least fans have reached out via our hotline um, and 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 suggested a player that I've talked about a lot, Deron Payne from the Washington Commanders, a 25 year old defensive lineman. He could play on the interior. He's on the last year of his deal, uh, so maybe the maybe the Commanders would want to move on from him. Um, and Jenna, you know, a lot of people speculate. You know, 
maybe part of this deal eventually ends up being Mason Rudolph. You know, once the, you know, if if Kenny Pickett can overtake him in training camp, and the Steelers say, "Hey, these are our top two quarterbacks. Does someone need an NFL arm out there? Here's a mid round pick and Mason Rudolph." And if you have this expensive player that you, you're not sure if you can afford moving forward, so you're trying to get rid of their contract, here's some some options to help you out in getting rid of them. And I do think uh, that there's a, that, that a Deron Payne, a defensive lineman. I also think a cornerback should be on this team's list. As much as they're excited for Akella Witherspoon, Levi Wallace, and Cam Sutton as a veteran unit, there's no got one guy that says CB one undoubted proven for several years, you know, or, or you know, a, a former like top ten pick who's gonna sh- that looks like he's gonna shut it all down at the position. This is what Omar Khan's next challenge is to me. He got Minka Fitzpatrick done, but he has to get another big name. They need to start assembling more big names on this roster that will contribute to the locker room, not just this year, but I think moving forward for the next four or five years with these guys to kind of build that new nucleus and new core. No, absolutely. And again, that's we can kind of go on and on and talk about that. But seeing, you know, this is that new wave of who are the leaders, because obviously we know TJ Watt and Kim Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick has been such a leader with this defense. But now it's like, hey, you're going to be here for the next five years. You're going to see a lot of these younger guys continue to look up to you to continue to try and follow in your footsteps and want to, you know, you know, he kind of commands. It's so intriguing too. We talk about this a lot, but just seeing the way each of these guys kind of commands the locker room and just the way that they lead. And we talk all the time about, you know, some guys lead by example, some guys kind of talk more. I think with Minka, you kind of see a little bit of both. He isn't like, we can we can get there for sure. I know you're like, hold on a second. I love. Uh, it. I'm, I'm saying that that's exactly what we're going to talk about this next segment because the leadership component is not just the players; it's the leadership component that these guys bring to the field. We're going to talk about that in the second segment here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. But first, we got to talk to you guys about BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs. The finals are here, y'all, along with the Stanley Cup finals. Those are here as well. It's an exciting time to be betting on sports. You also have Major League Baseball underway, so get to betonline.net now. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more from the trends in the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, and Chris Carter, she's Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI here in Pittsburgh. We're continuing to talk based off of the Minka Fitzpatrick extension. Now, um, a big part of this is also leadership. Yes, we could talk about how Minka Fitzpatrick had nine interceptions in his first two years with the team, how he was being he's your know, first team all pro twice now, um, and all the things that he contributes on the field. But like you were saying, it's also the contributions in the locker room and the guy being a leading voice for the Pittsburgh Steelers, because Jenna, one thing that that's happened time and time again with the Steelers is that they've had, they've, they've been trying to lean on new leaders. They've been trying to lean on leaders period to carry them forward. Cam Hayward is that guy right now. He's the vocal dude who everyone, you know, who everyone, who everyone looks to right now, but they need young guys to step up. They've even talked about that. TJ Watts kind of been that guy, but make Fitzpatrick, it's always been intriguing to me because he at Alabama he was absolutely the leader. He was a top thirteen pick in his in a, in his draft class. He he could have been he could have come on and said I'm the man and command all this stuff. But around Joe Hayden, you covered the team with me the past few years. Around Joe Hayden, you never saw him over speak 
you know, Joe Hayden and his leadership in the in the DB room. You always saw that kind of deference and that that kind of respect. And you saw him step up to make big plays and step up with the people that he needed to step up with. But Minka was never going to try and overstep another person who already was a leader unless he felt like it was necessary. And Joe Hayden was a heck of a leader for the Steelers. But it's that kind of respect and building it the right way that I think goes to the culture of the team and helping it become stronger moving forward. And he has garnered so much respect in this locker room for the short time that he's been with this team. It's only been a handful, less than a handful of years. If you're counting a handful, it's five. Um, he, so the way that these guys have already responded to him, the way that he is that type of leader, and it's an intriguing type because also, too, again, we haven't fully, fully been around these guys these last couple of years to really kind of see its direct impact. But he, to me, seems like kind of the perfect combination of I'm going to let my play do the talking. I'm going to go out there and lead by example, but also I'm going to say things. He, he seems more of the positive type of like, you know, he, he's just really good at communicating with a lot of people. And I think that that shines through just again in his play, but even kind of what we were seeing throughout the end of minicamp where I know a lot of people were looking at, Oh, is he participating? Is he not? Um, and in videos that, you know, were that you could clearly were see that released. We were, <laughs> things we're allowed to report on. I'm making sure I'm doing this correctly, but you can kind of see he was, you know, watching from he would watch the defense but he would talk he would mm -hmm. communicate with these guys he would mm -hmm. kind of call out the defense or call out the offense and things along those lines you could really like that that to me too everybody automatically was like all right is this going to be a tj watt situation what's going to happen and it wasn't that case because of the way and i'm not even saying that because tj was you know communicating with the guys right. too it wasn't even that like that was happening but he was making sure that he was still involved and I think a lot of these guys, he, I mean, he's like we said, he's garnered so much respect. You look at even just the guys on the offense, like Najee Harris, you know, I love his kind of how he talks about Minka and you can just kind of see his face light up and he gets really excited. But a lot of these guys look to a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick, who's incredibly talented, but also say, you know, Hey, he's garnered so much respect here. He is so good at his craft, but he also is somebody we want to listen to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's, that's a, th a huge part of this. Oh, again, Najee Harris with the Alabama connection. Yeah. These guys get – I think these guys come in th – this is one reason that they like the Alabama guys, the Ohio State guys, the big program guys. Oftentimes, those big programs, they'll get the big stars, but when they come in, they understand that you're still you still got to learn under guys. So they've gone through that in college, and then, are, and then it helps them go through it again in the pros, and that's something that I think Najee Harris last year, he even said, I didn't want to overtake Ben as a leader. He was the guy oh. that was the, the face of the offense. Now he feels like now he's ready to be that that kind of leader because, you know, there's no David DeCastro, there's no Marquise Pounds, there's no Ben Roethlisberger. Everybody's young, so now he knows that this is kind of his time to do that. Um, I, I think Micah Fitzpatrick, he'll still defer to, you know, Cam Hayward, of course, but when it comes to the DB room, you know, everyone's 25, 26, 27 years old and in that range. And he's like, all right, well, let's do this. And I think that that's uh, an absolutely a part of what the Steelers need is a guy who not only gets that, but knows how to how to crank it up in the right moments. And like you said, in minicamp, you know, like, like the Steelers revealed in, in their videos and stuff, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick sitting back there. And, and this was something that he did a lot in practices last year as well. You know, not yeah. even just mini, but like during the season, you know, when he would he practice, do his reps, and then like he would talk to Terrell Austin and then he would talk to all the guys. A lot of people lean on Mika Fitzpatrick. He's not just a playmaker. He's a student of the game. He studies quarterbacks 
all the time. Joe Burrow has even talked about how, like, you know, when he studies, when he, when he studies Mika Fitzpatrick on tape, he's like, you can't just book that. Oh, he's going to be in this part of the field because he studies you and he knows where he knows where you like to go. So he's you, it puts you in these thinking game, these chess matches. And that is the kind of defense the Steelers want to play on the back end. The more of those type of chess matches where their DBs, especially Minka Fitzpatrick get better chances to make plays in the ball. Yeah, no, absolutely. You said student of the game, and that's exactly the type of player and the type of guy that he is. You can just see it and you hear all the guys talk about it, him just soaking up all the knowledge he can, getting to know each quarterback they go against on that level where it's like, hey, you move this way, I know where you're going with that ball. You're going to do that? Oh, that tells me this, this, and this, so I need to be here. And he's just such a smart guy in that sense, too, where he knows, I mean, obviously, like, again, these guys are such students of the game, but He is that type of player where he's done his homework and then some, and then some, and then some, and you thought you came into the class prepared for the test and he's been studying for that test for the last month and a half, not even fully knowing if there was going to be a test type of thing. He's that type of player. He's that type of guy. And it was interesting too. And we talked with Cam Sutton last week, just again, Mm -hmm. we talked with so many guys about, you know, his leadership and how he looks and, you know, their hopes for him with a new contract. And Cam Sutton was kind of talking about his age because Cam Sutton's 27 and Minka's 25. But having that, he's like, you know, he's such a young guy. But what he does for his age is something, too, that's so fascinating. And, you know, hearing a guy, you know, that's two years older, that has two more years of experience, say that about a leader of this defense when Cam Sutton can be a leader kind of in the secondary here, too. I think the way that that dynamic is is really intriguing. It certainly is. And I think it's that dynamic that's going to drive the Steelers forward and kind of, again, reshape the identity of this locker room. For the longest time, it's been Ben Roethlisberger at the top. And then, you know, you had your Pounces, your DeCastros, um, you know, Joe Hayden would, would would be there. James Harrison was kind of there for, for a bit. But now you've seen most of that old guard gone. The last remnant of it really is Cam Hayward uh, st- still, in, still in the locker room. Now you're trying to set up that new guard. And I want to talk more about that new guard. You know, we've talked about they, they're, they're going to add someone else. I, I am very confident that Omar Khan will do, make some sort of move with the salary cap money that they have to get another addition on the team offense or defense who can be a playmaker and even, you know, be part of maybe the leadership uh, structure on the, on the team. But there's also players on the team who could also step up this year. I want to talk about who those top breakout candidates are for this upcoming season to join the make of Fitzpatrick's Cam Haywards and TJ Watts. But first we have to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. You can save time and money when you visit rockauto.com. Why choose to present 30%? 50% or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store car dealership where you can get it for less at, at rockauto.com. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is worth $353 if you go to the, to the chain store, but at rockauto.com, that drops to $216. Rockauto is a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rockauto's prices are reliable for every customer, and they have everything that you could need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about this box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today.
here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter. She's Jenna Harner, and we're talking more about the Steelers and what's going on uh, with the, you know, after this Mika Fitzpatrick signing. Now, Mika Fitzpatrick also, we will say, speaks to Steelers media 11 a.m. Thursday. So we're recording this on Wednesday. So bear with us. Those comments will be out there. Um, you know, if he says anything wild, I'll try to you know, on my vacation, stop and do a quick update episode. But again, we've already pre-recorded our Friday episode with Brian Batko. It's about the offense. So bear with us. We'll deal with that then. But this will, this will include the offense, Jenna. Who are the new faces and leaders that are going to rise up this year for the Steelers? Because I, I think there's different calibers that, that you look at leadership for. There's there's the vocal leaders, the guy that lead the crew that are the loudest. You know, in Pittsburgh, you think of Joey Porter. Uh, you know, with you know with with him saying who ride all the time. Um, you know, you, you know when you think about that, you you know in Buffalo, you look at Josh Allen and how he's kind of been the guy that's the vocal guy that leads everybody under the field. You know, you know Ray Lewis is like one of the bigger names when you think in football history. But you know, they have I think they have guys like the Cam Haywards become that vocal leader. Um, and I think TJ Watt is, is worked is working his way into that role as well. Um, but I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, are there other vocal leaders that are stepping up this year and who are the other kind of lead by example guys who are stepping up this year? Not everyone's going to look to Najee Harris. So I'm going to take him off the board. I'm going to say that that's, that's the easy, obvious one, yeah. but Jenna, who are maybe some other guys that you're looking at that you're thinking like, huh, this guy is primed to take, to become one of those more, out front leadership due to represent the Steelers. Well, I will say too with Najee Harris quick that he has talked about himself as a lead by example guy. But when we talked with him at minicamp, he did say he needs to be a little bit more of a vocal leader and he knows that and he wants to be, which is so funny because I could sit and talk with him for hours and he's a guy that you just like, you, you, you know, when he's in the locker room, mm-hmm. you definitely, definitely know that. So it, it is funny um, in his leadership style in that sense. There's a couple guys that I honestly like. I'm trying to think off the, you know, a, a little bit of a list here. I think offensively, Pat Fryermuth, mm. and he might be just because of I, I, he knows he's a second year guy, but he knows how much of a playmaker he is too, and he knows how much this offense is going to lean on him, especially again. One of a quarterback's favorite targets can be a tight end like him, who Mm -hmm. when we talked with him too, he said, you know, he hated his numbers last year. And it's like, Pat, you had a great rookie season and here you are being like, nope, I should be better. So I think we could see him just kind of how he is. I think we could see him being a little vocal leader. And then on defense, I think Cam Sutton could kind of be that guy just because he is kind of. In that secondary, obviously Minka aside, and Minka can be a great answer for that for this too. But I think he's been he. I don't want to call him an elder statesman in that way because, but he's uh, like kind of watch out. I know, I know. I'm not calling anybody old. We're not talking about anybody's weight. It's fine. Everything's great. Um, but I, I, I mean, he's he's a year younger than me. So if I'm calling him old, then I'm old. Like, what is happening? Um, but he, I, I think, just he's been in this defense in this secondary longer than a lot of the other guys. I mean, again, you look at Akella Witherspoon, you look at uh, Levi Wallace. So him just kind of being like, Hey, I'm the quote unquote vet among this group. And that's not calling him old. I'm strictly saying it based on his experience. Uh, but, but I think we can see kind of a step from him in that sense too. And I think he's more of like, just in our interactions with him, he's more of a little bit of a soft spoken ish, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. But he's a guy that has a lot of wisdom. And Absolutely. I think a lot of the other guys respect that. And he just kind of, 
you know, he, he's great to chat with as a reporter, but I, I think that, um, you know, this would be, he, he kind of is a great, um, I think he could kind of be that guy in that role that we could see a lot from in terms of his leadership as well. No, certainly. One thing about Cam Sutton too, when, you know, when I first started covering the Steelers in 2017 was like my first year, like being in the locker room consistently after games, I would always go to Cam Sutton as a rookie and ask him a question and he would just spout off so many different things. And I'm like, yeah. this is the guy that you love to talk to. And he has that sort of teaching element to his, to his game, but he also has that fired up element too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think it was the Vikings game where like the Steelers were trying to mount like this comeback and they got really close, but like, as they were getting closer, you saw Cam Sutton trying to like will the team. Like he made a tackle that wasn't like huge, but it was like a, a good moment for what it was, but the Steelers were still down and you saw him trying to fire up the whole team and get them going. And eventually they do make a great push. They just fall just short at the end, but you see there's an element of that in him. And I, I like that pick on your end. Yeah, no, I just, I think in just the, in, in talking with him last week, I think that kind of like solidified it a little bit more for me where he kind of knows that like, there are a lot of questions in terms of this secondary, because again, with the new pieces, with the new faces, with some of the younger faces, I should say in that way. And he kind of knows that he's like, Hey, I, I, I know this defense. I've been here for a while. I'm that versatile player, but I'm going to kind of bring all these other guys along with me and, you know, make sure they understand this is how we do it as the Steelers. Right. And one thing they always say is, you know, before you lead, you got to follow, you got to be a great follower. If you ever want to be a great leader, you got to be a great follower. And I think that's what we talk about with a lot of these guys like Minka, like TJ guys that learn behind somebody and then step out into leadership. There are guys I think that are kind of going to be in that role. Cause you can't have everyone lead the huddle. You know, you can't everyone yeah. lead it, lead them out the huddle. You got to have guys that are maybe they're very good players, or even great players, but they're kind of just the guys that set the tone of the role players. Like for years, that's who Heath Miller was. Heath yeah. Miller wasn't the guy that rallied the Steelers, you know, with the flag and, and led them onto the field, but he was the guy that everyone looked at and they said, he's going to show up every single day and set the tone for what needs to happen in the weight room, on the practice field, on game day, wherever you're at, he's setting that tone. I think there's guys on the team that are like that right now. I, I think Alex Highsmith is kind of of that of that. Yeah. And Alex talks like I'm not saying that Alex doesn't because he and I have a, I, you know have a good you know working relationship. You know, getting you know talking from reporter to athlete. But at the same time, like you know, I think he recognizes like, hey, TJ's doing a lot of leading over there. What I got to do is show the rest of the team like, hey, this is the standard that that we hold ourselves to, and we st while still working on to become the best version of myself that I can be. Yeah, no, absolutely. And he is that guy that, you know, you know that he, he's going to go out on the field and make a play and he's going to go out and be where he needs to be and understands his assignment. And he's going to make whatever he has to make happen at that point happen. And, and I think you're seeing a lot of growth in him too, a lot of leadership in him too, and being I don't want to say behind, but alongside a guy like TJ Watt, not only is there so much information that he's kind of gathering, but I just love when we like look at the two of them on the sidelines and they're always talking. They're always, you know, yeah. TJ goes through the drill first, Alex follows. And then it's like, Hey, let's talk about this. Let's break this down. You know, our wonderful photographer channel 11, Mark Massa has so many shots of the two of them. Just like, you know, TJ kind of working with him on techniques, working with him on things, because again, I think we forget he is still really young, yeah. but also he is kind of one of those guys, those, those young leaders. That's kind of like the changing of the guard. Like we talked about, he is that guy that I think one of them that can step kind of into that type of role where it's like, Hey, you know what you're going to get every time I'm out on the field. And I expect all of you to follow. 
the exp- the excitement behind all of this, I think, is that you know a lot of people have re- you know have been saying whenever Ben Roethlisberger leaves, right off the Steelers, they're going to go through a complete really rebuilding phase. They're not going to be competitive for a while. And I think what the Steelers and Mike Tomlin have really worked hard to do is keep up that culture and yeah. f- find a way to keep pushing yourself forward and be that guy. And now you're in a position where you've kind of done that. Like you have Cam Hayward still there. Mink and TJ are ready to take the torch. Uh, you know, Najee Harris, Pat Fryer with Cam Sutton, Alex Highsmith, you know, not just star players, but good role players. All these guys are ready to kind of take that mantle up and show that and, and, and carry the Steelers forward into the new season. To me, that's a big testament to the organization. When we talk about organizational integrity and how why the Steelers don't have a losing season since 2003, you know, that's that's uh you know that that I think that goes into all of this is this is the work that they do not just to win on the field, but to put things together and win off the field and try to keep guys in line. And yes, there's always hiccups. You know, they had Antonio Brown. That didn't go great. They've had guys who've been malcontents. You know, Melvin Ingram left, left last year. Not everything's going to be perfect. But I think the goal always was to kind of keep a nucleus or guys around that you could build a nucleus around who are going to be not only just big-time playmakers, but the great character kind of leaders that everyone's going to fall behind. And I do think they have at least the pieces of that with Still Cam, Minka, uh, TJ, Najee, Fryermuth, and other guys like that. We still got to see some of those younger guys, those second-year players, step up more into that role. But, yeah. Jenna, I think this is part of why there's a lot of excitement still in Pittsburgh, despite you know, reshaping everything with the quarterback room. Yeah, no, definitely. There's a lot of optimism. I mean, we talk all the time. You hear the Steeler way, and so many of these guys just talk about when they come to Pittsburgh, whether it's they get drafted here or they're traded or they're going to sign in free agency, they say, you know, the Steelers are an organization you want to play for. They're right. known for just how world-class they are. You know, we always hear, too, you're, when you're here, like, you're, it's a family. It's a family environment. Yeah. You're a Steeler once, you're a Steeler for life type thing. And I think a lot of these guys – really understand that and also want to uphold the tradition that this organization has behind its name. Absolutely. And that tradition is a huge part of it. Mickey even talked about that tradition in his opening article, his opening statements released by Steelers.com uh, when he came out. And that's what I think is a big reason why the Steelers stay have stayed afloat for so long. A lot of people have respect for the organization. It maintains itself. And now you got to see, you see these new leaders trying to create their own chapters in that tradition with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jenna, it's been great having you on the show. We're so happy to have you here every chance we get. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. It's so great to be back. And I promise I'm not leaving on a crazy hiatus again. We will continue to do this whenever you want to have me, Chris. Uh, but thank you. You can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram, Jenna underscore Harner and on WPXI. Um, lots of fun stuff. Just getting ready. Can't believe training camp is like a couple weeks away. We're uh, coming down the stretch. Actually, it's not a couple. We still get it's, it's a it's a month. It's about a month and, a, and like 10 days. Don't try to put that on me, Jenna. I'm trying to I'm trying to enjoy as much as I can of summer before I have to go out and go out to Latrobe every single day. You try to relax a little bit. Yep, we will be uh, out in the hot sun in Latro before we know it. Can't wait. Absolutely, Jenna. Thanks again for coming on the podcast. Do check out her work and all the work at Channel 11 uh, with all the great stuff that they do, and especially in the sports department there. I'm Chris Carter, your host here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. If you want to get more of the show, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to help us out. And remember, if you want to help us out even further, 
go on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars with a positive comment. Do both at the same time. You get a special shout out at the end of the show. Thanks again for checking us out, y'all. Remember, we got what was initially the Thursday episode was going to be Brian Backo. That is now the Friday episode. So this is the Thursday episode. Stay tuned. We're going to have another episode tomorrow to get you ready for the weekend. And we'll also be back with Josh Taylor on Monday. That's also been pre-recorded. We got a lot of great conversations happening right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. We'll be seeing you right here very soon. 